Austin working on Edie into the paint. No look past the ceiling who throws it down. Here's the handoff to Laird. Laird bouncing around. Does he get there? Yes! Touchdown! Bears! Here's the snap. Costello under heavy protection. Throws midfield. Intercepted! Swung and it belted out to right field. That one's a long way. Is it fair? It is. It's gone. And the Bears tie the game on a Quentin Selma long ball. 15 on the game clock. Long three by Aisha Thomas. She's got that one. Thomas with a pump fake, runs baseline, throws it into the corner to Cowling. Long three, boom! Good evening and welcome into Bear Talk here on 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network, and your best source for all things Cal Sports. Sam Wiseman here with you. As we get set to talk all things Cal sports, it's going to be a Cal baseball season preview here this evening. We'll talk to Cal baseball head coach Mike New coming up in just a few minutes, and then we'll get on to Cal men's basketball versus the Arizona schools. That's going to be this Thursday and Saturday right here on KALX Berkeley. The women will be heading out to the mountain schools, Colorado and Utah, and we'll get to a preview of those games as well. Once again, Sam Wiseman here with you on 90.7 FM, University and Listener-Supported Radio, KALX Berkeley. Let's take a look, finally, at the baseball season preview. It's finally time for baseball today. Giants pitchers and catchers finished their first week, and position players reported down in Arizona. It's finally time for baseball again, best time of the year, and it's also time for Cal baseball as the Golden Bears will start their season this Friday, Valentine's Day, opening day. They will go to Long Beach State for a three-game series and then play a Monday game versus Santa Barbara. That's all this weekend before their home opener, which will be next Friday, February 21st, versus St. John's. Cal, this season at home, is going to play in full series St. John's, Oregon State, Utah, Washington, Arizona, and UCLA with a couple of midweek games Sprinkled in there as well. We're excited for baseball. We're excited to bring you the baseball season preview on the home, the exclusive home of Cal Baseball right here on 90.7 FM. You can catch every single conference game right here on KALX Berkeley this season, streaming live worldwide at kalx.berkeley.edu. Well, let's take a look at the season. And before we talk to Cal head coach Mike New, again coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Bear Talk, it will be Long Beach State this coming weekend. The dirtbags were swept by Cal last season in a series in which Cal scored 30 runs, but it's a much-changed Cal team this year as opposed to last year. Cal lost six players to the draft, might have been seven players, but Brandon McIlwain, who was drafted in the 20th uh, round uh, kind of set that uh, those late rounds for Brandon McIlwain along with a couple of other Cal players. Brandon McIlwain was the only one of those players drafted in the later rounds to choose to return to Cal. This will be his senior season. He's not playing football anymore. He is back from injury. He was starting to come back from injury at the end of last season when the Bears were able to make it to the playoffs. They went 0-2 in the Arkansas Regional in the NCAA playoffs, though, and that was in part because of Brandon McIlwain's injury. He wasn't able to come back all the way at the end of last year. He'll be back for the start of this year. A lot of returning players, a lot of players 
who were really good last year, who are gone for Cal Baseball. Two first-rounders chosen in the MLB draft last year in Andrew Vaughn and Corey Lee to the White Sox and Astros, respectively. That was the first time that two first-rounders had been picked from Cal in the same year in just over 50 years here at Cal. And once again, Andrew Vaughn, the National Player of the Year a couple of weeks ago, now in the White Sox organization, one of the top prospects in minor league baseball today. Gone from the team, as is Corey Lee, another first-round talent, not to mention the pitching staff, the... Ace Jared Horn is gone. Rogelio Reyes is gone as well. The returning starters are going to be Sam Stottenborough and Grant Holman with the third starter for Cal to be determined. We're going to talk to Mike New all about the pitching situation for the Cal Golden Bears. That is coming up soon. Uh, Just as we take a look at this Cal roster, like we said, different team, a lot of talent returning, Definitely not as much talent as the Bears ended last year with, and again, that only got them to a place in the NCAA Regional. They were not able to win a game in the playoffs, including a loss against Central Connecticut State University. That was CCSU's very first NCAA tournament win in history, and it was all thanks to just a couple of off days from not only Jared Horn, but a couple of the position player starters. So no matter how good Cal is this year, or how good... They're expected to be. Unexpected things can happen. Last year, they were picked to finish in the bottom half of the conference. They ended up finishing fourth. This year, they are picked to finish seventh alongside USC. Arizona State picked to finish first place in the conference. UCLA, a close second. Then Stanford, Arizona, Oregon State, who lost Adley Rutschman, the number number one overall pick, I should say. Then Washington, then Cal and USC tied in that seventh spot. That's the preseason poll. We've set the stage. Now let's talk to the skipper, Cal head coach Mike New, joining us right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley or Cal Sports Radio Network. We're joined by Cal baseball head coach Mike New. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Sam. It's been a long time since we've talked, and we're ready for the 2020 season. Congrats on the uh, on the contract extension. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here for as long as they want me. I enjoy it and love being a Cal, so yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Last year, picked to finish eighth in the conference preseason, ended up finishing fourth. You get to the playoffs, kind of a disappointing finish in the playoffs, but at the same time, a happy end to the season. I don't know what your, your take would be on kind of how that all finished out for you last year. Yeah, I think it was a great year, you know, for our team. You know, obviously... Uh, with a lot of unknowns to begin the year. Um, you know, some guys really stepped up, had great years. We had a, you know, kind of a record draft, uh, which was awesome to see. But, you know, um, obviously wanted to finish stronger in the playoffs, you know, hopefully carry some of that momentum into the end, into the playoffs. But, you know, if, if it helps our team and our, our culture and our program moving forward, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, big. So we hope we can build on that. You lose two first-rounders to the draft, and that's something that hasn't happened for Cal, at least, in you know, 40 or 50 years. I know everyone was expecting Andrew to go first round, but I don't know what you expected to see for uh, for where Corey would go. Was that a surprise to you? Yeah, it was a surprise. I mean, you know, I think at this time last year, you know, we were um, we, we knew that he was going to play a big role on our team, and we were hoping that he could step up and uh, and be a, a factor, you know, offensively and catching. And, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of experience catching uh, you know, definitely was not our full-time guy the first two years, and last year he was, and he had just an impressive year. He continued continued to get better throughout the season and got more confident, and then, you know, obviously to, to get drafted in the first round 
you know, was awesome to see that. And, it, you know, he put in a lot of work and was a huge part of our success last year. So we were, we were excited for that. You mentioned there were a couple of surprises last year. I know you got 13 freshmen coming in, or at least you did last fall, and, you know, nine or ten of them are pitchers. Kind of similar to last year. You had 11 freshman pitchers last year, ended up, well, turning at least Sam Stottenborough into one of your starters. How are you going to deal with, uh, with the freshmen coming in, the rotation? There's a lot of questions kind of balled into one right there with what the team's going to look like. Yeah, I think we're going to, you know, obviously figure some things out the, the first few weeks. And, um, you know, similar in some ways to last year where, you know, we, we had some guys that, that hadn't stepped up in the past uh, that did. And I think that's, uh, you know, the expectation for this year. If we're going to be where we need to be, it'll have to be similar where we have some guys, uh, you know, like Jared Horn, who, who had an amazing year for us. And, uh, you know, um, Rogelio Reyes, who, who had an outstanding year, and Armand Sabori, all three of those guys had their best years they had ever had at Cal and all, you know, all got drafted and moved on. So I think, you know, we're in a similar situation this year where we're going to need, uh, you know, some of those guys to have their best years they've had and, and really, um, you know, step up to uh, to be a guy that we can count on to help us win games in, in conference. So, uh, you know, we, I think you mentioned Stoutenboro, uh, you know, Sean Sullivan, Grant Holman, you know, those guys return with some experience um, in, in some big games and we're going to rely on, on them. Uh, and then we'll have some newcomers that, uh, you know, we'll all get an opportunity this first weekend. You know, we play four games in four days, uh, so we'll get a chance to see everybody play. And I think it'll be, um, you know, a little bit of an audition, you know, honestly, the, the first uh, few weeks to see who can do it. I think we had some guys do well and we have some very good talent, which we're excited about, but we, we lack a lot of experience. So, uh, you know, that's what we'll get, uh, you know, those first few weeks and hopefully really build on it and get some confidence with these guys and see some guys step up. And I'm excited to watch uh, these guys play a little bit and see how they perform when, uh, you know, the game's online. I know Sam Stottenborough, you've said, is going to start uh, opening day. But as far as the other freshmen and the rest of the pitching staff, I know there's no one quite like Armand Sabori that you're going to have back this year. Is there any thought of continuing the, the opener strategy that, yeah. that you started uh, started up last year? Yeah, I, I think definitely. You know, we're kind of open to, to anything um, that's going to help us win games. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we just don't know exactly who those guys are quite yet. Um, you know, but as we get into season, if we feel like there's somebody that, uh, you know, we want to put in the most high leverage spot, and, uh, and as a bullpen guy, we would consider doing that again for sure. I think, you know, the goal is to win and do whatever it takes to win. And in order to do that, we want to put our best pitchers in the most high leverage spots of the game. And obviously the first inning uh, with a tie score against their best hitters is a high leverage spot. So, you know, we consider that a, a very important part of the game. So if, if we have someone that we feel like can do that, we will consider it and, you know, we'll talk about it. And we're definitely prepared to communicate that to our guys. So I think... Uh, you know, we understand kind of how to do that. And it was really successful for us last year, which was great to see. As far as the position players are returning, Max Flower, Brandon McElwain's back from injury, and he's not playing football anymore. And then you got Darren Baker. As far as the freshmen, who else has stood out through fall ball and, uh, and spring ball as, as some guys who you might rely on in the outfield or maybe, uh, I guess, at the corner positions on, on the infield? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think um, we, we have some returners, um, you know, with, with Holman can play some first base as well as pitch. And then, uh, you know, John Lagatuda and, and Connor Mack, who, who played some last year, or, you know, can, can play left field. Um, and then Cole Elvis at catcher, you know, so we have some guys that are returning that um, I think we'll get an opportunity. Hans Smith, will, you know, who played quite a bit last year, will obviously get some opportunity too. So I think we're, you know, we're, we're excited to see what those guys can do. And then we have some really talented freshmen. I mean, we're excited about some of these guys. Um, you know, Nathan Martorello who can play first. Um, you know, uh, Keyshawn Ogans, who's a middle infielder. 
um, you know, some outfielders with um, with Steven Zoback um, and with um, um, a catcher, Ethan Cloyd. Um, you know, I think we're really excited about some of these guys, and I'm probably forgetting a couple of them, to be honest with you, because I, I really, really like our freshman class. I think these guys are going to be really, really good players, and they're going to get experience this year, you know, so, so uh, they will get opportunities, and we'll see how the year shakes out. But um, I, I think the future is good with the talent level and the competitive level we have with some of those young guys. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think we'll give some of these older guys opportunity to really help us win early on, and then we'll, we'll see kind of how it goes moving forward. We're talking to Cal Baseball head coach Mike New here on Bear Talk. As I wanted to ask you about a couple of things off the field. The uh, at the end, really, of, of last baseball season, the third assistant coach uh, got voted down, got rejected by the NCAA. Do you have an opinion on that? I know Matt Flemmer, right, would be he'd be your third uh, assistant, and I, I don't know what uh, what your thoughts are on on that and that whole situation yeah I mean I think I'm on board with you know probably I'm assuming pretty much every college baseball coach in the country um, you know being uh, you know a proponent of it you know we, we would love to get a third paid assistant I think it's great for college baseball it's great opportunity for coaches to to get paid and be on staff and be full-time and um, you know, I, I hope that it goes through when it, the next time. I, I really hope that, that we can get that. I think it's it's big for our sport. You know, we obviously have, you know, a high roster number, and you know, we're we're putting such emphasis on development of these players, and it's such a training ground for these guys, and we we put so much priority on it that you know, when we can have more help and these guys can, you know, be paid to do it, it I think it, it makes a huge difference. So, um, yeah, I'm a big proponent of it. I hope that we can get it to go through the next time around. What are your thoughts on the Astros cheating scandal? Um, you know, I mean, it's it's obviously, um, you know, an unfair advantage. You know, I think anytime you can't um, game plan for something, you know, it, it's 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 an advantage. And that's kind of what was going on there. So I, I think obviously, um, you know, it, they, they got caught for it and the sanctions and everything that's going on there has, has happened and they'll move forward from it. But, you know, from a, from just a competitive standpoint, you know, there's there's no defense for that and that's where it's it's hard you know stealing signs from second base uh with your base runner you know whatever is one thing because you can defend that but you can't defend you know some of the things they were doing so i think that that makes it you know tough and you know it's uh yeah it's unfortunate for the game you never want to really see that happen that's from a pitcher standpoint as well right i mean yeah <laughs> for sure i mean yeah, it's hard enough to get those big leaguers out and you know now you know what's coming it's a big deal so the schedule's going to be tough this year, and the Pac-12, as always, a couple of players went really high in the draft from the Pac-12, but still expecting to return some strong teams, UCLA, Oregon State, as always. As far as this season goes, looking down the road, what is your number one concern for this season, and then what's the number one positive as we, we sit here looking down the, uh, down the stretch for Cal Baseball? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know too much about the league. Um, you know, obviously I know some guys that are returning, and, and I think, you know, the pack is always going to be a strong conference. You know, the newcomers will be good. So, um, you know, I'm more probably concerned with just how we play every day. Um, I think if we can be consistent and, and, and play the game the right way, obviously if we can pitch and play defense, that's always going to be, um, you know, a, a big priority in our program is to, you know, pitch and compete on the mound and play great defense. And I think if we can do those two things with our young group of guys, then, um, you know, we, we will definitely have opportunities to win. And, and that's what you want to do is put yourself in position to win the game. And, and if we do those two things with our, you know, uh, inexperience, then I think we'll have a, you know, we'll have an opportunity to get back to where we need to get.
get, which is get to a regional and, and eventually get to Omaha, and that's the goal. So, um, so I think that's probably the you know the biggest concern, and um, you know, I, and I don't even know if it's a concern. It's just a point of emphasis for our team that we really want to do well there. And then, um, yeah, I think our, our our strength is we do have um, you know some guys with some experience, you know, returning with the guys you mentioned, you know, you know McElwain and and Flower and Selma and uh, you know those, those guys, some of those other guys that you know have been in a regional now. Um, you know, they, they played at a high level. They played, you know, at, uh, at big time environments with Arkansas and LSU and, you know, know how to win on the road at UCLA and Oregon State. And, you know, they've been there. So, you know, hopefully that can uh, help us with some of those older guys. And we'll have that balance of, you know, uh, maybe that experience can give us an edge and teach some of these younger guys what it's like to win in those spots. And, and then we can, uh, you know, kind of punch through and, and get through the season. But, you know, I'm really excited to see us play for the first time. Just, just you know, get out there and you know, compete to win a game. I think that's the fun part of it. That's Cal Head Baseball Coach Mike New here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network, your home for all things Cal Sports and exclusively Cal Baseball this season. As we continue with our season preview, big thanks to Mike New for joining us. Let's take a look at what this team is going to look like. We heard from Mike a couple of the guys who are returning, and we talked about as far as position players who we might see in the infield and the outfield. But as far as it looks right now, it's going to be a couple of guys who got some playing time last year kind of shoring up the more experienced players, and those more experienced players being, you know, Quentin Selma, Darren Baker, maybe even Grant Holman at first base you can count in as one of those, and Brandon McIlwain in center field. Left field, maybe Connor Mack. Right field, John Lagatuda. You have either Hans Smith or Quentin Selma on the left side of the infield, maybe one of them. DHing and a couple of other options there. Darren Baker is going to remain at second base. He did come into Cal's shortstop. He'll remain at second base, and Cole Elvis will take over for Corey Lee as the full-time catcher. As far as the pitching rotation goes, Sam Stoutenborough has been named the Friday night starter, at least for this first week for the Golden Bears. Remember, he was one of the few freshman pitchers who actually got to start and continue through most of uh, of his games last year as opposed to coming in behind an opener. Stottenborough is one of those pitchers. Grant Holman is the other. Again, Jared Horn is gone. Armand Sabori is gone. And the starter is still to be announced for Sunday's game. Grant Holman will start Saturday. And again, the, the starter is still to be announced for Sunday. There are nine freshman pitchers on this Cal roster that's just about the same as last year when there were 11 freshman pitchers. And that, once again, is probably going to be the biggest obstacle overcome for the Cal Golden Bears. Last year, firepower wasn't the problem. They hit 81 home runs to their opponents, 50. But when you look at what happened last year with some of the walks, the Bears were not able to get a ton of strikeouts. Strikeout-to-walk ratio of the entire pitching staff was just a little bit above 2 uh, and that compared to a ratio uh, just below, or I should say just a little bit higher, excuse me, for the Golden Bears. And then in the field, uh, Bears were a little bit error-prone, especially at the beginning of last year. That's kind of a perennial problem. That's where the disadvantages are for the Bears. The advantages, definitely, the returning lineups, Quentin Selma, who for some reason has been named one of D1 Baseball's top 100 hitters. I'm not sure I would go that far, but... Definitely has power, hit home runs last year, was out sh overshadowed, I'll say, by Andrew Vaughn, Corey Lee, the other power hitters on the team, but definitely could hold his own with the other Cal players. And uh, 
he was invited to the home run derby last year for the into the play the D1 home run derby out in Omaha. So that's a highlight to look for as far as the lineup and as far as the position players for this Cal team. We mentioned the opening series this Friday through Sunday, Long Beach State, and then on Monday the team will they're actually going to take a bus to UC Santa Barbara where they will play a Monday night game at 5:30 p.m. Those games will not be on CalX Berkeley. Uh, they will be available online at calbears.com. I believe there will be live streams for those four games. And then it'll be the home opener and St. John's February 21st through 23rd at Evans Diamond in Berkeley. We're very excited for that right here at 90.7 FM. With that, let's wrap up our baseball season preview. We have a couple of other topics to get to before we wrap up tonight. The Cal men's basketball team will be playing this Thursday and Saturday at Haas Pavilion in Berkeley, and we've got a big game on the CalX Airwaves tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. tip and a 7.15 p.m. CalX pregame show right here at 90.7 FM as the Arizona Wildcats visit California. That game will be between, once again, Cal, who are 4-1 and one in the Pac-12 at home. The only loss Cal's had at home in Pac-12 play came to the number 11 Oregon team. Arizona is not ranked, but they are receiving volts, votes rather in the AP poll. They're headed towards maybe a 6 or a 7 seed in the March Madness tournament. But again, Cal 4-1 and one at home in league play. They only lost by 5 points to Oregon at home. In those 5 home games, Matt Bradley averaging 21 points, Paris Austin averaging 13. Grant Antisevich is almost averaging 10 and 7 at home in Pac-12 conference play. Definitely a higher level of play here at home. The Bears are coming off of a tough road trip. They lost 71-65 to Colorado after Cal led at the break. They were outscored by Colorado down the down the stretch rather. They lose that one by 6 points last weekend. They also lost to Utah 60 to 45, once again unable to muster more than 50 points in a road game. Tomorrow's going to be the gold out game. Fans are encouraged to wear gold in support of the Bears. The first 2,500 fans, I should say, through the gates at Haas Pavilion will receive a commemorative gold out t-shirt. And again, that's tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. tip-off. If you can't make it out to Haas Pavilion, you can catch the game right here on 90.7 FM, the Calix pregame show at 7.15 with Ryan Zimmerman and Noah Rafaga. As we take a look down the stretch for the men's basketball team, it'll be Arizona State coming into town this Saturday. ASU and Cal at 3 p.m. on, excuse me, I believe. In fact, it's going to be a Sunday game. I misspoke. It's going to be Sunday, February 16th. They're going to skip Saturday, and instead we will have a Sunday game versus Arizona State 3 p.m., this coming Sunday, that game will also be right here on KALX Berkeley, and that will not be an easy game either. We've been talking about looking at the rest of the men's basketball schedule, where the wins can come from. Right now, the Bears are 10-13 and 13 overall. They're 4-6 and six in Pac-12 conference play. They have these two games against Arizona and Arizona State before they visit Washington State and Washington. And maybe out of these next four games, the Bears are able to pick up two wins with how well they've been doing at home, they will then host Colorado and Utah, try to get some revenge at the end of February for last weekend before they head to Oregon and Oregon State. Neither of those really easy games on the road to wrap up their regular season. 
Let's take a look at Pac-12 women's basketball. The women's teams, uh, the women's team, I should say, that will visit the teams of Colorado and Utah. Uh, the Bears hosted Colorado and Utah at the end of January. They lost both games in pretty tough fashion. Utah, the game was close for about three and a half quarters, and then Utah was able to pull away final score 71-62 to in that game. Cal lost. Colorado beat Cal as well, 62-50 to was the final on that one. Now Cal will head to Colorado for a Friday night Valentine's Day matchup. 6 p.m. Pacific time will be tip-off in that one, and then they'll go to Utah for an 11 a.m. start this coming Sunday. The women's basketball team got that first conference win under their belts versus Washington in overtime, and they come off of last weekend a couple of tough losses, especially versus the number 10 team in the country. Cal was able to Push number 10 UCLA to overtime on February 9th. That was just this past weekend, this past Sunday. They unfortunately lost in overtime, were outscored by four points. Final score 74 to 70 UCLA over California. CJ West versus UCLA on Sunday had eight offensive rebounds. The Bears got 55 rebounds in that one game. It was their Highest number of rebounds in any game over the last two seasons. Just the eighth time in the last four years Cal had 50-plus rebounds in a game. I know we were talking about going into the UCLA game, especially how important rebounding would be. The Bears were able to rebound, but they weren't able to convert those rebounds into points. Even the 21 offensive boards, just 19 second-chance points for California. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown is entering this weekend with 959 career points. Just... Only needs 41 more to become the 31st player in women's basketball history to reach 1,000 career points. And again, that's in the long, long history of Cal women's basketball. And those are the upcoming highlights for this weekend as Colorado and Utah come to town to face the Cal women's basketball team. Once again, those will be road games. Those will not be here on KALX Berkeley. We'll be next with you. On Thursday, that's tomorrow evening, at 7.15 p.m. for the men's game. A couple of minutes left here on Bear Talk. Sam Wiseman here with you from the Calix Studios in Berkeley. As we have a little bit of time to talk, not only a little bit of extraneous Pac-12 sports, but a bit of extraneous Pac-12 football. Mel Tucker, the news broke last night, is accepting the Michigan State head coaching job for what's essentially a doubling of his pay. This is just two days after he issued a statement saying that he stood by Colorado Athletics after he had interviewed for the Michigan State job. A lot of people feeling jilted out in Colorado as he becomes with a $5.2 million reported salary That's uh, per year at Michigan State as part of a six-year contract for Mel Tucker. He becomes in the top 10 highest paid coaches nationally in college football just like that just five years ago he was only making five hundred thousand dollars and now he's up to making five almost five and a half million every year as the head coach of Michigan State University pretty hard to turn down but a pretty tough situation for everyone at CU especially because that leaves Rick George and the Colorado Athletics Department in a rough spot after going through a string of Three pretty bad coaches. They end up with Mel Tucker for one year and now are forced to just about a month out of spring football to find a new coach and 
deal with this just about a week after signing day as well. So it's playing havoc with Colorado's recruits. Cal will not play Colorado in football this year. They will resume their series with the Buffaloes in 2021 and 2022 with a home-and-home. The Bears will face Colorado on the road in 2021 and here in Berkeley in 2022. As far as baseball goes, mentioned the Giants reported for spring training. So did the Oakland A's today, as all 30 MLB teams now have at least parts of their staffs in camp. Today, the Houston Astros, who were expected to have their first player media availability, canceled the media availability after yesterday's meeting, team meeting with the owner Jim Crane and the new management for the Astros. They canceled the media availability for all the players. They roped off the clubhouse, and they installed security guards at the player parking lot. So an interesting media strategy by Jim Crane, who is an owner going it alone at the moment. We're excited to see how that Astros story develops. And, you know, it might even be fun just to buy A's tickets this year when the Astros come to town, just to boo the Astros. I mean, how often do you get a chance to just go and, and boo freely. I mean, either the Red Sox or the Astros have to come to town. And uh, the Red Sox, I mean, in every year before this one, the Astros is just starting from this year. But I feel like that'll be uh, th- that'll be fun, kind of like uh, when A-Rod comes to town. It's going to be a good time. Anyway, this has been Bear Talk. We're just about ready to wrap it up. A reminder, tomorrow night, 7.15 p.m., the CalX pregame show as Cal will host the Arizona Wildcats. Arizona 16-7, and Cal 10-13, and as Cal looks for its fifth Pac-12 conference win and its fifth on its home court at Haas Pavilion. Again, 7.30 p.m., tip-off, 7.15 p.m., the CalX pregame show. It's been great having you with us. As a reminder, we'll be with you for the Cal men's and women's basketball seasons all the way until the end. As this year, we're excited to bring you both the Cal men's basketball and the Cal women's basketball tournaments from Las Vegas, Nevada, the first and second weeks of March, the first week of March, the women's basketball tournament, and the second week, the men's tournament. Stay tuned to at KALX Sports on Twitter for all information on CalX Sports broadcasts for not only men's and women's basketball, but also Cal baseball and Cal football. Until tomorrow night at 7.15 p.m. Pacific time when the CalX pregame show hits the air for Cal versus Arizona. This has been 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network, your best source for all things Cal sports. Again, Cal versus Arizona tomorrow night, and we are at KALX Sports on Twitter. Have a good night, everybody.